Full Circle is brought to you by KH Industries, Connecticut's leading neighbourhood landscaper. Check them out on Facebook for a quote today. Welcome to Full Circle with Nick and Fred, your favourite podcast for pop culture, sports, internet stories and more. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Fred. Yo, what up Circle people? It's episode 44 of Full Circle with Nick. And Fred. I'm your host, Fred. I'm your co-host, Nick. And we got IG Matt back with us in the studio. IG Matt said hey to the people. Hey, what's up, everyone? What's up? We have got a great show lined up for you guys today. Matt's been busy. He's been traveling. How was your travels, Matt? Good. Good. I was in Maine last week. So, yes, I did miss the episode, although I know that you did have a guest. So it worked out. Yes, we had Jesse on. It was was freaking lit it was yeah it was a great episode to listen to you yeah no i'm glad she fit right in she fit right in nick you had a good time with that didn't you oh yeah dude that was great one of the better episodes except she doesn't like ranch so we can never have her on the show again which you hate to see it hate to see it i catch up is better (laughs) get over it for real jess thanks for coming on we appreciate you um guys we got we got a hype shot i'm 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 ready you know how it is same routine every week we're back at it it's wednesday uh nick i got to tell you about this story so this weekend, you know, it was Cassie's birthday. Happy birthday. Shout out. Happy birthday. Shout out. Here's the deal. Happy birthday. So we go down to Raleigh. All right. And we have a few of her friends with us. And we're all hanging out. And on the first night we get there, we get in late on Friday night. So we get in around 10 o'clock. It's like a three hour drive. Okay. Get in late. We go out, we go drinking, have a good time. We go back to the hotel. And as the, there's like five of us, as we're walking into the hotel, this oblivious homeless man just kind of staring off into space walks up behind us and follows us into the Hilton. <laughs> As so none of us in our drinking ideas have the uh, like mindset to be like, okay, maybe something's up. So we go to the elevators. You need a, a key card, like your room key card to get to your room and go up the elevator. Okay. So I get in and I think, I kind of noticed the guy didn't say anything. So I'm waiting for the girls to get in behind us. And like the guy was like at the back, like, you know what I mean? He was kind of like faded off the back of the group. So I swiped the car to hit the 10th floor and I'm like waiting for them to get in the elevator real quick. Well, they didn't catch on. So they took their sweet time. So me, Cass and uh, her two friends, uh, Nikki and Kelsey get in the freaking elevator. Okay. And then the homeless guy <laughs> stares in the space some more and just walks right in. So instead of me thinking like, oh, I should go to a different floor, I already hit the button. So we go to the 10th floor, which is where our room was, and we get out. And oblivious man walks out behind us, and he's just kind of looking around. And I realize that he's going to follow us wherever we go. So my uh, Kelsey and Nikki start to go down the hall, and I'm like, Kelsey, I think we should go back to the lobby. I can't remember what room we are. And she looks at me dead in my soul, Nick. Looks me right in the eyes, dead in my soul, and goes, what do you mean, Fred? You didn't drink that much. It's 1022. Oh, my Lord. And I'm like, Kels, I really think we should go downstairs and see if we got the right room number. Now she's catching on. So she goes, oh, okay. So we go back downstairs. He doesn't follow us. He stays in the lobby on the 10th floor, basically. So we go downstairs, and I go over to the woman at the counter. This, Mind you, this is at like 3 in the morning, 2 in the morning. And I go, hey, I hate to bother you. There's like a homeless man on the 10th floor. And she goes, what? I'm like, no, like seriously, there's like a homeless guy on the 10th floor. Uh, 
I, I, and she's like, no, no, I'm like, he followed, followed us up. Um, you might want to send someone up there. So we sit in the lobby and we wait and they sent security up to get the homeless guy. And you know, he's like, literally, he wasn't like a threat or nothing. He just kind of like staring in his face and then walked out. He just walked out, Nick. And it was the funniest damn thing I've experienced in the longest time. And I had to shout this out for Kelsey because she gave a room number to a stranger. <laughs> so it was, it was a fine start to the weekend. It was a great time. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird with like COVID right now. Restrictions are like kind of easing up. People are kind of getting back out. So everyone was wearing masks in the streets, in the bars and everything. But a lot of it is like outdoor based. Like I know you came with me to beer garden, right? Yeah. 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 That place so you know nice. how, yeah. You know how it's like outdoorsy. So like people have their masks at the, like going to their tables, but you're all outside kind of spread out. So, um, it, you know, you didn't see a lot of masks once you were in there, but it was a good weekend. I just thought it was a crazy start to it. And it was a hell of a story, but Kels, if you're listening, you messed up. You messed up. You don't give your room number out to homeless men. You should know better. You should know. Better. I mean, y'all got lucky that he was just some like guy. He's probably just some guy like, oh, I'm just trying to sleep inside. Hey, maybe I can follow these drunk people to sleep on like a bed or something for well, a night. You know, you can't blame him. It didn't faze me because I thought maybe he would have stayed in the lobby. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he was just trying to get in the hotel, not like keep going. I just thought he was like, you know, like if anything, he was just trying to get like sit in a chair and somebody would tell him to leave or whatever. I didn't think he would keep going but he was just so out of it or something it was just crazy but that made me wonder i know this is very specific but to kind of open the show do you guys have any crazy like situations like that that you can think of like you took a trip something wild happened like that like hotel stories so you know how there's there's a kfc in vernon near the burger king right yes so one time i'm going through the drive-thru with my old 1983 porsche 944 and there's a there's a liquor store next door to it and some guy comes walking up to my car he's clearly most likely homeless or something possibly drunk and he and he keeps and he starts talking to me about my car like wow that's a really nice car i'll that 911 i'm like no it's a 944 and he's like no that's a 911 oh my god that's worth like hundreds of grand holy crap you you have a gem on your hand wow it's nice so he's trying to talk on my car and he keeps repeatedly telling me it's a porsche 911 i'm like no it's a Porsche 944. <laughs> I am not super rich. You're not going to get a ton of money off me. So he keeps blabbing me about it. And then I'm like, all right, I have to go. I need to go get my food. He's like, oh, real quick, could I have some money? And I ended up giving him, like, I had some change. He's like, oh, I don't have any money. Here's some change. And he was, like, really, like, upset and disappointed. But I immediately saw him run over to the liquor store. And I was like, oh, I just uh, <laughs> helped that man's alcoholism. You just funded. You just funded the man. That's that's great. That's freaking awesome. Um. Uh, Matt, has anyone ever mess, uh, like mistaken your Porsche and tried to get alcohol money? Like, what's your story? Oh, yeah, totally, because I have so <laughs> many Porsches. No. <laughs> no, uh, the only story that I can think of while you guys were telling that, actually, Nick was there for it. I don't know if I've mentioned the story, but it, Nick, remember, we were in Miami uh, on vacation once, and there was someone that we met. I don't know if she was homeless or what or oh my and Lord. she we were on the beach and she like walked up to our friend group i I don't remember what we were doing we might have been walking or doing something on the beach and she was just there and then the rest of the day like passed by and we were walking on the streets either going to like somewhere to eat or you know coming back from someone or somewhere and just in the middle in, in the middle of the street she she's there I'm like okay that's fine she recognizes us and starts following us and starts running after us. 
trying to like get our attention and saying stuff. And at that point, I think we started running or something. And we like go around the corner and we like looking back and we lost her. And it, it was just really weird. I don't know if you remember that, Nick. Dude, I remember this. Unfortunately, I think this I think this lady had mental health problems or something. I'm pretty yeah. sure she did have a hotel room and she was there on vacation, just happened to stay near us. But Fred, we're out on Miami Beach. We're gonna go play. We're playing volleyball, right? And this random lady comes up to us and like, oh, can I play volleyball with you? And we're like, Yeah, sure, we'll be nice or whatever. She had no business being on a volleyball court. She was so bad. Anytime the ball went to her, it would literally just literally hit her and fall on the ground. It was horrible. It was like playing with a three-year-old. And and then that's when I started to tell, like, I don't know, something's wrong with this lady. Like, she kept, like, she didn't really say much. It was creepy. And then for the rest of vacation, she would literally, like, stare at us every time we walked by, like Matt said, and follow us. And it was kind of weird to have a stalker. But, <laughs> yeah, I, for- I forgot about that completely. Dude, that is awesome. It sounds like Miami. <laughs> no, I'm, I've been wanting to get down there, but I just well, it was maybe funny think- because it was like, you know, it's our friend group. It was like six or six, seven guys that she was like following, y'all following and running after. Did she ask for anything or was it just like, they- no, like you said, he pro- she probably had some issues in, but she was probably there on vacation. Probably Whether anyone was with her or whatnot. Maybe she wasn't on vacation. Maybe she did live in the area. I, I, I it was hard to tell. Too many natter days, dog. Too many. Too many, too many <laughs> she was always by herself, so I, that's why I was thinking, like maybe. maybe well, it not. cracks me up, dude. Last time I was in Raleigh, because like I'm, it's before this whole BLM thing. I mean, you know, the the cities have been kind of like the the focal points for like protesting and stuff like that. So uh, the first time I went to Raleigh since the whole BLM movement, um, there was a woman that was homeless. I'm walking with three of my friends. We just wanted late night pizza. Like we were in the area. We just wanted to grab pizza. It said it was open when we went and it was boarded, like boarded up. They weren't open. So we're walking back to the car down the streets and this woman comes flying up, like literally running up to us, man. Like I swear to God, running up to us, looks at a group and I'm with, you know, relative, my younger friends, honestly. And we're looking around and she's like, kind of like looking at us. And I'm like, and she's like, my babies are in the car and we haven't eaten in a couple of days. And, you know, do you guys have any money you can spare? And like, I, like my friends try to keep walking, but I'm just like, I, I know it sounds bad, but I'm just like too nice. Like, I just can't ignore a human being. So I was like, uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't have anything. I'm like, I only have a car. Like, I just don't have any cash. And she's like, well, there's an ATM right over there. I'm like, what? <laughs> thought I was hitting ATM in front of you, crackhead? Hell no. Hell no. So I like scrounged together like a crumpled dollar, I swear to God, in my back left pocket. And I handed it to her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. That's all I have. And she goes, bless you. Bless you. And she looked at my friend Frank and she goes, mm, and then walked off. I shit you not. I shit you not. I still make fun of him to this day for it. He looked wow. at her. She, he had, she had to be like in her like early 40s, late 30s. Couldn't tell. And she looked and she literally goes, bless you. Bless you. Looks at Frank and goes, mm, and then walked off. <laughs> what just happened, dude? What just it's crazy. That's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But Yo, yeah, man. I have oh. one more story. I'm not sure if I already told this on a podcast. Did I ever talk tell you, tell everyone about the time me and our friend Josh on one of our um vacations in Montreal? Almost some guy basically was trying to like either like sell his hookers or like rob us <laughs> or something. No. No. I don't think you said that in here, no. Yeah. So we went to Montreal because we always go on a group trip, right? And it's Monday night, the last night of vacation. And everyone was like, started drinking really early. So it comes to the night. Everyone's like really down. Like, eh, I don't really want to go outside. And me and Josh are like, come on. We're trying to go out, boys. Let's go out and do something. So no one else Canada, comes. So, baby. so it's just me and Josh. We're walking the streets looking for a bar to go, right? 
And here's where I'll start. We're walking down the street. Some guy walks past us, right? And he's looking at us. And then he turns around immediately and walks up to us and be like, oh, hey, you guys want to go in this bar, right? And we're next bar. You want to come in, boys? Like, let's just grab a drink. He starts talking to us. And we're like, um, okay. So we walk in and this dude's like, hey, let's get a picture together. Let's get a picture together. And we're like. A pitcher of beer? Or a yeah, a pitcher of beer. He wants to split a pitcher of okay. beer. And we're like, right. uh. Okay, so we split a picture with him and grab a picture, and we're drinking beers, and he's just talking to us. He's like, "Oh yeah, dude, I got two passports. You know, I can go to Cuba or whatever." He's just like, he's like <laughs> blabbing a lot, talking a lot. And me and um, me and Josh, we don't say anything to each other, but like in our minds, after we talk to each other, we're both like, "Yeah, we're both freaking out, watching our drinks, make sure he doesn't put anything. We don't know what we're doing, whatever." So this guy's talking to us, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Yo, we should get some girls. You know, we should try to find some girls. You know." Right. You know, there's a pool table in the back of the bar. We should we should go back there and try to find some girls to play with us. Right. And then that's when um, me and Josh uh, look at each other and we're like, um, yeah, <laughs> no, I think we actually have to go here. We'll buy the next picture for you. You can have it. And, and we're going to go out of here. And then we immediately went back to the apartment. And that was uh, the last night I was in Canada and Montreal. Uh, it was ruined by some guy. I think he was trying to sell us hookers. Like he was trying to get us to go to the back of the bar and he kept talking about, dude, I can get us some girls. Let's get some girls, boys. Come on, let's do some girls. And he was just, just so sketchy, dude. So sketchy. <laughs> Such like, a great story. I'm glad that that turned into that because we didn't have any of that down. I did not have any of that down. I just, just kind of spontaneous. Dude, I literally think if we had gone back and played, I think it was actually not even pool. I think it was foosball. He was going to like get the whole dude. We get some girls. Let's go back to the room with these girls and be like, all right, boys, give me your wallet. And then probably wouldn't even get the girls. Yeah, yeah pulled like a switch knife on you or something. Yeah, yeah dude. It's so, it's so yeah, sketchy. That's crazy. Added your uh, passport to his collection, you know? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, how, how are you going? All yeah, I remember stuff. you telling us that story, and I was just like, what? Come closer. Well, yeah, you sure? I, I believed it because it's, you know, we're in a foreign country, and you're like, uh, yeah, that's weird. But I could totally believe that, especially in Montreal. And you were in like a more populated area, right? Like, not nightlife, but. Yeah, probably like downtown. I yeah, it was, um, yeah, this is like the famous street or whatever, Catherine Street in Montreal. I think that all the oh, tourists yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. it was very touristy. So they knew a couple of suckers like us, and he saw it was only two of us, and he went for it. And luckily, we both were like, let's get out of here. This guy's weird talking too much. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to segue into this too, because that was, that was fascinating. But did you know, did you know, Nick, that the third Fast and Furious was primarily filmed in Montreal? really uh which no, one was that one again that's not accurate at all as i totally made that up because i want to jump into this um you yeah, know right. how we do <laughs> you know how we do these so far in advance so i literally just write stuff down that comes to my mind uh I, I, nick i know you're not massive fast and furious you've seen a few of them uh matt are you a big fast and furious guy i think we might have talked about this i've one. seen most of them yeah okay so I it would just occur to me. So my brother, you know, it's like big in my family. My parents got us the first Fast and Furious when we were kids. It's like a cult following. And then it blew up into what it is today. And my brother got all hype and he sent me the freaking trailer for Fast 9, Fast and Furious 9. And he sent me the trailer on Facebook. And dude, John Cena's in it now. Like, I'm just over it, bro. Like, like this whole like new thing. They're like, it's family. It's all about family, man, family. And then they're like, who's that guy? And they're like, it's Dom's brother. And it's like John Cena versus Vin Diesel. I'm like, where, who's coming up 
with these damn storylines. It's stupid. When you watch, like I bought the set, like I bought it multiple times, the DVD set. And when you watch the first ones, it's about cars and JDM, Japanese domestic market culture. Like, like, you know, just like car, it's about racing and like underground shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's like cult following, you know, and, and it's niche. And now it's like action movie and, you know, Vin Diesel and The Rock. And I'm just like, I have nothing against any of those guys, but like, get out of this movie. It was about racing cars. Now it's, they're jumping cars from building to building. They're busting up underground bases under the like ice caps. I'm like, what, 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 what even what? cars are falling from buildings controlled by remote control. What is this? Like, what is this movie? Like, I, it's not what it used to be. Fast and Furious, unpopular opinion, probably going to make it a poll question. Fast and Furious is poop since Paul Walker passed away. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Okay? Like, I want to know what y'all want to think about or what y'all think about this. I'm going to make it a poll question for real. Do you think Fast and Furious went downhill after Paul Walker passed away? Yes or no? Nick, thoughts? I'm going to answer it right now. Yes, it did. All right? So the last one I saw was Fast and Furious 6. And that one, I'm pretty sure, was the one was the ridiculous runway scene. Either that or five. Yeah, one on of a the runway. two. on a runway for eight years. Yes. What, what the hell? The runway would have to be 26 oh. miles for that to be possible, I remember them saying. Is that what the, the stats came out to be? Like, if you Google yeah, it literally. Like oh 26 miles or something. <laughs> so stupid. And then he just, like, drives a car out of the front of it at the end. Like, spoiler alerts all around, but if you guys haven't seen it already, just don't. Okay, watch up to five. The last good one, Nick, is when they go to, I think it's Mexico. When they go to trade, they take down the Mexican guy because they kidnapped Letty or something. That was, like, the last good one. It had all the original cast, a couple new guys. It was good. That was the end of it. That was the end of it. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that I agree with you guys with that one. I mean, ever since... Uh, I think Fast 6 was like the last, I mean, even, well, I would say I liked Fast 5, but that's when it first started kind of going downhill and they kind of switched their marketing up. It was mostly niche for, like you said, action, like crazy scenes, intense scenes. You know, you got The Rock, you had Jason Jason Statham. Like, again, I know in, in a past movie, I said how he's all about action and fighting. So that's like the kind of thing to grab people in. And I just don't think, not that racing isn't like in, it's just, well, I mean, it, it, it's not as big of a, of a, of a following. Like you said, it's a cult following. So I think that's why it switched and it got more people to like, uh, like to want to watch it basically because they just don't want to watch cars anymore for, in terms of a full following, trying to get everyone to grasp it. More of like a family, like an audience. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I do. Yeah, and ju- just changing the plot and everything and, and having all these, like you said, all these different actors and so they can keep it going. And they have most of the same cast, like the original cast, but then they add on different storylines just to keep it going. And that's no, I know, when but I just like to you me, lose the, the core following from the first few movies. Well, just like to me, Matt, though, they're like, like my cousin and my brother, allegedly, I didn't look into this and I should have, they're all telling me I'm being told from multiple angles that Fast and Furious has a 10 movie contract, but like five was fine. What the fuck do you need 10? Yeah. Like 10 versions of the elf. Like you, of course you're going to run out of content. Well, think about it, dude. They just want their money, 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 money. But it works. Just like Matt said, right? Everyone likes the cars or whatever, but not as many people were going to see it when it was all about the cars. So like, hey, let's put a ton of action in it. And we get a bunch of people. And then all these people that like the cars who, are, you know, helped uh, build up the franchise. Yeah, fuck those guys. Let's just get action, you know. Bring in the rock. Let's go. And I don't know, dude. They ruined it. It appeals like to said. the people, especially nowadays, now that the culture of 
of movies have changed. You have to go along with the times. Not that the times before were bad. It's just they have to appeal to the right audience. Demographic or whatever. But my whole point too, though, Matt, is that like cars change. Like the cars that came out right, when the movie first came out in 2000 or whatever are not the same cars that are out there in 2020. You could do a movie now with like a Tesla. I would fucking watch it. Like I don't get crazy. Right, yeah, they could. But again, like, I don't think that the movie would gross. Like no, it's, I mean, it's all about the money. It wouldn't gross as much if they focused mostly on the cars. You get a couple yeah, hours of cars. Only like budget either. Less than a bigger budget. scene unless it's a long movie. That's no, that. I agree, but they wouldn't need a bigger budget because they're not bringing in as big a cast and as big a you know set and everything. It's just a bit much. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's just like you know, Fred. Like you like cars or whatever, but to some people, like a car is a car. I don't care if it's a new car, if they'll call it a car a car. So that's why they did action. It sucks. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not. Yeah, I know. I just I'm wish I had a better way of voicing my opinion, Nick. It's just like first and furious, uh, uh, fast and furious, and then two fast, two furious. They were great storylines, but the cars were cool too. You know what I mean? Like no, no, that's it, what that they have to do. Perfect balance. It was a perfect balance. You know what I mean? They didn't talk about all the cars, but it was like, damn, his skyline is sick. You know what I mean? Like you just it was it was best of both worlds, and now it's like completely action, and it's just pissing me off. It's just oh. Stupid, but we'll get away from that. We'll get away from that. I want to jump into this real quick, and it's just my trigger, guys, on this one too, okay? NFL draft coming up within the next two weeks, I think, maybe even this weekend. Um, Two early fantasy, fantasy football predictions. Uh, Nick loses, and I'm going to put Matt in fifth. I'm going to put Matt in fifth place out of 12 teams, and I'm going to predict myself yes. at fourth. I'm going to beat Matt by one. Nick's going to poop the bed because he's going to get somebody high again, and then he's going to get hurt again. And I see that's my early predictions for fantasy this year, um, prompted by the NFL draft. Nick, what do you got? Here's real quick. My predictions. These are actually going to happen. My team's probably going to suck. It's going to be good in the beginning, injury, and then I'm going to suck, and I don't know how to pick anyone up. That's fine. Fred Hool going to talk up his team, talk up his team. He's going to suck. Every year he sucks. He's not going to do good. He's going to be near me, and he's going to be upset, and he'll be like, oh, I had a bad season. Oh, I lost by one point. No, Fred, your team sucks. And Matt? You don't know what you're doing fancy either. Your team's going to suck, too. All right? We're going to suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't try to say he's going to be uh, fifth place. When you said fifth place, I was like, oh, wow. I, thank you. I didn't think you were going to be so generous. Me. But no, no. You, knowing me, it's going to be another bad year. I'm going to be fighting for it against Fred Knows the Stats Hool. No, I would, guys, I'm, I'm garbage. Nick's right, but I like the game, so I, can't, I keep an eye on it. I usually know. The problem is I can't beat Jamie. Shout out Jamie for always know. You think I know the teams, dude? This girl knows who they're going to draft. Who like She knows people before you even heard of their name. She had that freaking Jasicki guy for Miami, the tight end, who was racking up points. Never even heard of the man. She, she I can't. So I got – that. that's it. I'm just going to give you my numbers one more time, but Nick's not wrong. I'm going to trash. But I'll tell you, it'll be a lot easier non-COVID, guys. Non-COVID will be way easier. You don't – people in and out, you won't have to deal with that you're gonna enjoy it this year final predictions um shout out jamie she's gonna win it again i got myself in fourth i got again i'm gonna do matt at like six or seven because i think you'll get it together and nick i don't think you'll bum out i think you'll be in the middle with me and matt i truly believe you'll be like like eight or nine maybe eight nine ten matt you're gonna be like five six seven maybe and i'll put myself at four five six somewhere in there um but that's that's pretty much it that's my early predictions for this year's fantasy football boys well, how many people got 12 teams 12 teams all right here's my final predictions I'm going to be 10th. Matt's going to be 11th. You're going to be 12th. That's my final <laughs> prediction. Hey, Matt, what's your, final, what's your final prediction? I'll be, uh, let's see. Uh, I'll probably say Nick's going to come in fifth. Fred's oh. going to come in 
like eighth or ninth, and I'm going to come in like tenth or eleventh, not last. I will not I like come the in energy. last. I like the energy. We're going to revert back to this episode when it gets started, um, but just keep the episode moving, guys. Uh, Matt, you got the polls for us. I think we had two last week. Yes, I do. So, yep, we only had two polls last week. The first one was which color should Fred dye his hair? We had twenty nine votes. We had twenty two for red and Yo. seven for black. So it Yo. looks like people want to see the fire red. Uh, boy, that's gonna be something else. Fred, you better do it for that golf tournament. I'm gonna have to. I will. I am uh, planning on booking that flight. I still got those Southwest credits. Shout out Southwest for the COVID credits. Um, but yes, I, I am planning on making that happen. I will get with uh, our last episode's guest Jesse, as she is a hairstylist, and I'll have her um, change the color of my three hair follicles. Uh, Matt, Miser 2.0. Yeah, you know. You know. What's, the, what's the uh What's the next one? Next one is, would you ever cut your own hair? We have 30 votes. 16 yes. 14 no. 16 yes? Yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, I did not expect it to be that heavy, but... I mean... Don't want to be a Nick. Yeah, yeah, just don't be like me and you'll be fine. Yeah, dude, guys, just remember that for less than the cost of a daily newspaper, you too can support a Nick Sawa. (laughs) It's a lot of people that trust themselves. Donate the wiki. (laughs) Right, I'm surprised you don't cut your own hair. You don't have a lot of hair to mess up. I just don't cut it, dude. You should see it. It's actually stupid long right now. I think you have seen it, but whatever. It'd be the case. I'm trying to grow out this mullet, and that's the game plan. So I'm all about it. I like it. it. All about it. Yeah, party in the back. All right, Nick. We're going to go ahead and pull back an old segment, a uh, full circle tweet from the past. From the past. What do you got? Man, that was all the, that was all the polls, right? That was it. Yep, those two. All right. So this week's uh, tweet from the past, it's going to be a little different. Isn't going to be my tweet. Isn't going to be your tweet. Isn't going to be Matt's tweet. Ooh. All right. So um, this tweet is from at Brian Acton. So this is by Brian Acton. August 3rd, 2009. Facebook turned me down. It was a great opportunity to connect with some fantastic people. Looking forward to life's next adventure. So y'all are probably wondering, well, who's Brian Acton or why? Exactly what I'm wondering. Who is the man? Well, so Brian Acton, um, he co-founded the popular messaging app WhatsApp in 2009. You've heard, guys have heard of WhatsApp, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The same year about the same year from this tweet. Well. In 2014, Facebook bought WhatsApp for $19.6 billion. $19.6 billion? Billion with a B. Holy hell. I'm willing to bet money it has something to do with that Facebook Messenger thing. Like They're probably integrating it into their Messenger, some of their software, or or some of their servers maybe. I wonder what that's about. Well, this this was seven years ago they bought it. Yeah, but either way, why? I don't think they, they changed it necessarily. No, they I think it's then. still the same kind, same app. Just it's like a just a isn't just like yeah. a texting app that's yeah, specific you like, to it's like a fake phone number, I think, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah, it's basically the whole point of WhatsApp is um, you can use it for international stuff, but you don't get charged for international stuff. It's all over Wi-Fi. Like oh, uh, okay. me and my girlfriend always call over, it and it works fine. You don't get charged for it; it's free. You know, it's interesting you brought that up, Nick, because I honestly didn't know that. I didn't know if I, – I, I never thought to even ask that. So you guys use WhatsApp across the international border? There's no – is FaceTime charged for international? How does that work? No, you just use WhatsApp. WhatsApp's free. That's well, why. Like he it's said, actually, it's through Wi-Fi. Yeah, so through, like, as long as you have Wi-Fi, you can use chatting? this app and you won't get charged. Even yeah, video it's, it's video oh, ad. Okay. It's calling, video texting. It's literally one of the most popular apps in the world that a lot of people use in other countries, especially to talk to their like, I did not realize family in America. This. 
I really genuinely did not know that. That's pretty interesting, actually. I'm pretty fascinated by that. Yeah, but anyways, back to the tweet. Isn't that crazy? So he got he got turned down by Facebook five years later. He sells them his thing he made for nineteen billion dollars. Like that just goes to show you, like, hey, just because one door closes doesn't mean another door doesn't open up. You know, guys. No, yeah, you're it's not all about opportunity. Own. That's incredible, actually. That's I'd never I'd never heard of that. That's cool. Good for him. Well, Nick, I think I might have mentioned on the show. I really got to keep better track of uh of my um. <laughs> of my uh, stories, I guess, but that kind of reminds me, did you ever hear about the owner of Victoria's secret? Did I ever tell you what he did? I think we, I kind of mentioned this before cause I've been all about their hoodies and shit lately, but have you ever heard that story? I feel like you might've, but, uh, just tell it again. I'll, tell it again real quick. I'll repeat it again for, uh, cause I don't remember how much I got into it, but it was the same deal. So, um, Matt, I don't know if you know this, I, I might've like mentioned it. It's in, it's actually in the Facebook movie. Um, there, the guy who invented Victoria's secret, he did it because like they, like they had this little story. I don't, most of it's true, but um, he, the guy who created Victoria's Secret was embarrassed to go lingerie shopping for his wife. So he made his own little boutique, an online store called Victoria's Secret. And when it um, initially sold, he sold it for $500 million initially um, to a, to an investment firm, right? And that investment firm, after 14 years and opening like however many thousand stores, sold it for, I believe it was like, like $2.2 billion. So the guy who originally founded Victoria's Secret, the actual like actual CEO, like founder, actually jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and committed suicide because he literally missed out on billions of dollars. Yeah, actually, you you told this story before. I remember that. It's kind of like sad. Yeah, I think I remember crazy. that. But it's kind of the same thing, though. In this case, it's against Facebook. That's why it made me think of it. Because th- think about it. I'm willing to bet when it was small and like not known, they could have owned uh, owned it for like a mad a little amount of money, right? Maybe a couple million or no, probably just free. Thousand. Probably just worked there. Yeah, or yeah. probably like like co into it or like percentage of Facebook stock or something. And now they had to pay what? How much was that number again? Something with a B. Nineteen billion. Emphasis on the B. On the B, boys. Save the Bs. Okay? But that's insane. That's absolutely insane. I cannot believe that. But, yeah. So, uh, that's our uh, full circle tweet from the past. Also, Nick, you need to get a life. 2009, some random dude's tweet from 29, or was that like a news article you happen to see? Well, you know, I've had my ways of finding life tweets. Nick Sava, guys. The man, the myth, the legend. Can't rush art. Can't, can't. That's you know what? That's another T-shirt right there, Matt. That's good shit. Can't flash art. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Nick, let's go ahead and also jump into this week's fun fact. I know that was kind of that was one for me, but what what do you got? All right. So, um, did you guys know Nintendo? The it was founded in 1889. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, the company Nintendo. You know that makes all those cool video games and whatnot. Was founded in 1889. 1889 what were they making there's no way it was electronics no so they originally produced handmade trading cards they did that till like the 30s and then in the 1930s they like expanded and then eventually in the 1970s they started selling video games so bro what a heckin glow up can you imagine that like what do you guys do i make pokemon and then like 10 years down the road what do you do oh i make the nintendo 64 what's up well not even pokemon trading cards and no not no, general trading cards or that is like, history so. right there i just like the, the progression the of history that's cool i like but, that yeah. you want to like you want to hear some other things that were like were, were just formed in 1889 like back when nintendo Kinda was founded yeah, yeah yeah go ahead so think about this van gogh painted starry night in 1889 Wow. Jesus. Adolf Hitler, one of the most evil people to ever exist, was born in 1889. 
Born 1889? Yeah. Jeez. The Eiffel Tower opened up for uh, people to climb and whatnot, 1889. And the final one, North Dakota became a state, 1889. That's the most important right there. That's the most important right there. Hey, Matt, quick fact. Where's Mount Rushmore? Isn't it in North Dakota? I believe so. And that's why it might that be South Dakota. Was, I don't know. I think <laughs> it's one of the Dakotas. I'm not sure. I was going into it with confidence until you knocked me down, but I'm 99% sure. Yikes, Fred. I got some bad news for you. It it's is South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> the Black Hills. Damn it. I want to hear some worse mm-hmm. news, Fred. Oh, no. It's not even the north part of South Dakota. It's like <laughs> South South Dakota. <laughs> it's South Squared Dakota. <laughs> Emphasis on the South. <laughs> Emphasis on the South. It's in y'all, Dakota. <laughs> that sucks. All right. Well, moving on. I was lying to y'all. Well, redeem yourself, Fred. Let's let's hear a good ad. Um, guys, I'm not even gonna be lying to you. I'd be slacking. Okay. But here's what we got for our for our sponsors this week. So let's roll that tape. Nick, do you like keeping your drinks cold? Yes. Do you have a brewmate? Uh, no. Good. Don't get one because they don't do it right, Nick. They only cover the skinny cans and then you got to buy a second Yeti one to get the big cans. So we don't do it that way. What you need is Icy to Go. Okay. Latest product out there to keep your drinks cold. And what it does, Nick, is it's a built in. So you get a metal container. It's a metal cylinder that goes around your cup, just like every other like koozie. Okay. But hidden in the nanotechnology, because you know we only do nanotechnology, is a breakable seal um, that's refillable with liquid nitrogen. Guaranteed to cool any beverage with only the cost of your personal health, Nick. Get the Icy to go today. Does it come with a liquid nitrogen? It does, comes with a, a pod, just like the jewels. And for all those nerds who smoke jewels, it comes in pods. And uh, you get a pack of five at a time. And you can buy them at Sheets uh, or Cumberland Farms or even whatever other gas station you can think of. Sun, Sunoco. Yeah, Sunoco. You'll get official fuel in NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a great product. Fits any beverage you want. You slide it in the thing. It automatically, when you slide the, the container into the... Uh, into the icy to go, it snaps and uh, liquid nitrogen pod. And we, you know, the, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, safe. All right. Yeah. So yep. I'm going to go get one of those things and my drinks will always be cool. Yep. Uh, only at the cost of drinking liquid nitrogen, which I don't know if that has any health benefits at all. We did not test that product at all here at full circle. So any health issues are not upon us. Awesome. Thank you for IC to go for sponsoring this week's episode episode. And speaking of the pivotal moment, guys, it's moment with Matt. We got IG Matt. It's moment with Matt. Matt, what you got for us? All right. Hello, everybody to another moment with Matt segment. So this one, uh, actually, it was really tough to figure out what I wanted to do. I know I had a couple weeks off, but last minute thing, found a cool article, something that uh, I saw in the New York Times. So have you heard about the Lyrids meteor shower that's going to be present? I have not. When will it be present? So the Lyrid meteor shower will be like peaked in the night skies, and it will be active from April 14th, which was a week ago till the end of the month and the April 30th. So people, so depending on where you are in the world, 
uh, you can catch a glimpse of this meteor shower in the night sky. Now, it, the, so in our area, so actually specifically, uh, Chinese astronomers were like finding out, they were like dis- doing all these discoveries uh, and, and research on uh, meteors for the, like the Lyria, and they ended up calling them the Lyriads. And they found out that, um, well, now, nowadays, these astronom- well, astronomers from the U.S. and Europe found that in, from April 14th to April 30th, they're just going to light up the night sky. It's going to be really, really noticeable, according to the, according to the researchers, uh, depending on where you are. Obviously, it has to be um, an open sky. Uh, you have to, there's not going to have to be a lot of clouds. Uh, some in some areas, it's going to be in the early early morning rather than late at night. Um, now, is it prevalent on like hemisphere? Is it like a northern like the you know what I mean like northern lights or whatever? Is it like you know like we're going to see it a different way or brighter than the south? Is it better to be more south? Like, is there any? Did they give any tips on this? So I didn't quite see whether it was specific to a hemisphere. Uh, I'm sure that is probably prevalent and relevant to this to the discovery or being able to see them uh, i would think that the northern would be better but i am not exactly sure on that i just wouldn't I should have read, read a little bit more about it but like, like the, the i just like kind of saw a cool article uh it just kind of showed kind of described the meteor showers and kind of did the little backstory about um what meteor showers were and all but apparently um, it's, it's something that you, it's one of those things where you haven't seen in a, in a long time, um, depending on where you are. Um, apparently that in, in Austria last year, uh, it did, it was noticeable. And there's a picture here, um, of it. Like it is bright. I mean, the sky was, it was, st- it looks like it was at, uh, dusk, uh, cause the sun was setting and then you just, bright lights just all over the sky. It's almost, a, it's almost like a flash. Um, so I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. Something last minute that I saw. I was like, oh. So, so what do you guys good. think? Nick? Can you guys hear me? Uh, you're a little quiet. He's outside, isn't he? Is uh, it, so I'm currently looking, looking out my window. And I don't see anything. What's up, Matt? <laughs> well, maybe because it's not. On this day, I don't know. <laughs> it's specifically from the place you are. They're just like, no, nah. you know, maybe because I mentioned it, they don't want you to see it. Well, that's what you're about. gonna have to come outside every day, or you're gonna have to wake up early in the morning. Well, that's what I was curious about. If it was like a, like one of those things, because you know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, it's more noticeable like dawn or early morning or late late night or whatever. I just didn't know if they gave any tips on that one, but I'll keep an eye out for it. I didn't know there was a shower going on. Uh, over the next You're lying. Time. You're not going to keep no, an eye on it. No, I'm not lying. No, not you. Fred's lying. He's not going to keep an eye on it. He's not going to wake up early to go see it. He's a big fat liar. Are you kidding you, me? I it's one it. of those things that you just get to be in the right place at the right time. Unlike Nick, who's never it, in the right one of those place things. ever in a timely fashion. Are you, Nick? What? Nothing. <laughs> so funny enough, I'm just looking at this. At, the peak is the 21st and the 22nd, so... Today well, and tomorrow. It's raining outside, Matt, so I can't see it. I think that's yeah, why. I'm I don't sure know. precipitation does not help. No, and, no, no. He's which just blind. Clouds, which means... rain droplets, Nick. Open your damn eyes. My, my eyes are open, Fred. And I don't see it. <laughs> no, I'll keep an eye out. No, that's I. I, I You're I, not going to keep an eye out. Stop lying. 
right. I don't need to prove anything to Nick. I hate you. I actually used to own a, uh, like, why do I want to say telescope is the wrong word? I used to have a telescope when I was a kid and, uh, we did it like, you know, where my house was in the woods, Nick, like there wasn't, you know, on the side, that side of town, there was like no lights. So you could really see a really clear night and there was a lot to see. So, um, we, I watched a couple with my parents when I was young, but it was like really young, like when I was like 10 years old. So it's been a hot minute, but I will, I am, I'm going to peep it out. I, we are having the same issues down here. It's like overcast right now. So, cause I'm right next to my window and I don't see nothing either, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to look for it, Matt. I'm going to look for it. If you get lucky. I don't know if you're, I don't think it's, and I don't think it's one of the ones where if you look, your, your eyes are going to hurt. Yeah. That's if it probably. doesn't, well, disclaimer, we are not liable for any eye injury. <laughs> hey, what do you want, Nick? Go ahead. Stop raising your hand, Nick. What do you want? I just got one poll question before we leave this topic. Um, is Fred going to keep an eye on it? Yes or no? Because I feel like he's lying. I'm writing this into the thing right now. Is Fred going to keep an eye on An eye on the Lyriad. Lyriad. How do you even spell that? Lyriad. It's like lyrics, except instead of C, it's a D. Shower. Too late. Lyrids. Already messed it's not up. Lyriad. Lyrids. What when did I say earlier? Oh, yeah. It's, it's Fast and Furious trash now. Fast and Furious trash now, basically. Trash also, uh, poll question. Is what? Mount Rushmore in North Dakota? No, it's not. No, make but, that a poll question. Let's see if no, anyone I'm else gonna, thinks I'm like you. It, I'm going to see what's what's cooler. No, because people will look it up before they vote. What's cooler, North or South Dakota? I promise you people say North. What's cooler, North or South Dakota? North Dakota Jackrabbits. <laughs> I want somebody who lived in the Dakotas to answer that question. <laughs> what is cooler? Yeah, watch. Now, now that they know that Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota, it's going to be I think I think South Dakota is pretty cool. You know what I mean? I think that one is. <laughs> no. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I need a boo. I need a boo button because that was terrible. Oh, I got you. I got you. Hang on. Hang on. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Um, Matt, speaking of stars, hell of a segue, by the way. Well done. I know you're a big soccer fan. Nick, I know you keep an eye on soccer. This Super League thing has taken the world by storm. We have to talk about this. Um, who wants to go first and what do you know? Because I took notes and I have a lot to say. Uh, I'll let Matt go first. You want me to go, Matt, or do you want to jump in on this? No, you can start, and I'll comment based on what you say. I'll give the overview. And, Matt, I really want to hear your opinion because I know you and Ryan have been big soccer fans for years, so you might know more of this than I do, and I want to bring in some elements that you might not know about. But for those of you guys who you know live under a freaking rock or don't care about European soccer, which is more likely, um, the biggest teams in, in European soccer are thinking about creating – or at the with the start of this podcast, um, we're thinking about creating a thing called the Super League, which would basically turn European soccer into the NFL, NBA, and NHL that you see in American capital-based sports, okay? Um, so they were thinking like the best teams, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, Juventus, uh, Barcelona, all these big teams across Europe, uh, we're going to band together into a um, – a super league to keep more money flowing through these, through these mediums, through these particular juggernauts of soccer. Okay. Now what you need to know is, and, and big things in soccer across Europe is their current league setup calls for relegation and promotion. So unlike American sports, where if you tank or you have a bad season, you get the top cream of the crop out of college to rebuild your franchise. Okay. In soccer, it's not necessarily like that. If you play like crap, you get relegated to a lower league with a lot less exposure 
um, and you don't like get as much money. So like it, there's no benefit to tanking. You always want to grow. That's just the, the culture behind your uh, soccer and why it's one of the world's biggest sports. Okay. And this league would take the best of the best and it would, it would eliminate that. Okay. So the best of the best would play each other week in and week out. There would be no relegation. There'd be no promotion and they would have all the TV rights. It would keep a bunch of money and it was kind of crazy. Okay. And uh, the- real quick, Fred, I just want to put this in there just real quick. So, um, they would still actually be playing in their regular leagues, right? So all the English Premier Leagues, they would still be playing the Premier League, so they could possibly get relegated for that. This is basically replacing the Champions League, where to get in the Champions League, you need to be in the top of your league, right? And so sometimes some of these better teams, they don't make it because they have more competitive leagues. So they would just, all these 12 founders would always be in the essential new Champions League, basically, and then other teams could maybe apply. That's just, I just wanted to say that real quick. That's fair, Nick. And I'm going to come at you with this and we can turn it into a talking point. This is why I think this was going to be a heavy conversation. And if it goes a little long tonight, I apologize. But Nick, I was hearing rumors that UFA, um, I, I don't know how to really say that it's EUFA or the European UEFA. UEFA, (laughs) that's their their overseeing a governing body of European soccer. And then FIFA, which everybody knows is the international governing body for soccer. They're trying to implement almost like penalties if this were to go through, that these players that are involved in these teams would not be eligible for the World Cup, allegedly. Now, this is all, you know, speculation at this point. Um, Possibly wouldn't be able to enter the uh, World Cup or, like Nick said, the Champions League, um, amongst other things. And what I. I'm not sure if you, you understood what I was saying. It's like, it's basically, they're not trying to like not play in a champ. They're literally just taking Champions League out of it. This is going to be different. They're, they they don't like the Champions League, and that's why they're forming the league. All right. If that's the case, then what, I guess may, maybe I am misunderstanding. Why is everyone so pissed off then? So so here's the thing, right? So they're taking they're taking away the Champions League because some of the times they all of them don't make it because they some of them play in more competitive leagues like the English Absolutely. Premier League. So not all of them can make it at once. But they all have big brands, so they always bring in a lot of money, and they want to play the other big teams. So that's why they're making this league where they always all make it, so they all play each other once a week. But they're still going to play in their regular leagues. Everyone's pissed off is because all these people are basically going to like share all the money, right? They have no worries about like having to put out a good product to get all the money. And then also another thing that some people are concerned about is like they revenue share with the smaller clubs, and all the smaller clubs aren't going to be able to get the money. Uh, I, don't Which, know but I think that like that's a fair argument. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that I, I was talking to my mom about this a little bit more from a business perspective than just, you know what I mean? I'm trying to look at all sides. I'm not picking a side. I'm just trying to explain. Well, before you get in the business perspective, Matt, do you have want to say any more stuff on the like soccer side of it? Yeah. Am I missing anything there, Matt? Well, I just, I can understand why people are upset on the soccer side of it because you know, these, these smaller clubs, I mean, back when these clubs were built, this was back when working class started these, in their communities in these in these towns and especially in England and they work so hard to build these uh teams surrounded by their communities the way they are and then now they're going to have no chance to you know work work as hard as they can to get to the top because they're going to get excluded because of the super league they're never going to be able to be involved in it because they're too small and they don't care uh and the people in the super league wouldn't care to let them in until they are a big team name. And it took, and it took them decades to become these big names, getting all the best players, you know? So that's the soccer side of it. It's almost like you, you just, you don't have any chance. 
to well i'm just even from a general perspective okay this is kind of what i took off of like watching like i i, I watched a few youtube videos on this i did watch i um read a barstool uh thing on this and this is kind of what i took from it as positive and negatives and you guys can counter this if you want this is how i see this side of the coin okay so what they're arguing is there seems to be a general understanding if it did go through okay one of the positives is it depends on how that's what makes it so crazy it's how you look at it some argument is that if all the big guys are out, right, Chelsea, man, excuse me, Man U, Man City, all these teams that dominate the Barclays Premier League, okay, is, is kind of my focus here. Um, then your little guys, your Everton's, your uh, um, West Ham, stuff like that, these smaller town, these smaller teams could then dominate what or take the place of these super teams. So they're saying it wouldn't be as bad, you know what I mean, in the long run. In the long well, run. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that is an argument to be had. I'll just say one quick counter to that is all those teams, they're all the big brands. So if they left the league, then the league is not nearly worse as much and people won't follow it as closely because it'll be more like a lower league that they're in right now. People won't care as much about it. Correct. Correct. And I could see that as well, too. And I think that's, like I said, all these have a countermeasure and that's what makes it so fascinating, Nick, watching and learning about more about this. Now, the biggest thing that I seem to find is it's it's um, it's pride. I mean, these countries like like Matt said, these, you know, your great great grandfather was on a company that worked or built these teams. It's it's local. It's proud. It's it's tradition. I mean, these this game has been this way in these in these um, countries for I mean, seriously, like, uh, seriously, you know, dedicated uh, fan base yeah, like hundreds the people of that were born in these towns. Yeah, truthfully, like, dedicated. Like, hundreds of years plus and they're just like we're not going to change our game like you're changing our game you're making it more americanized which you know everybody outside of america hates and it's just like you know what i mean it's just an interesting conversation now the other thing i found interesting and i don't know if you guys took the took the moment to look this up and i found this very fascinating that it wasn't talked about nick a lot of these teams that are going into this or initially said they would be a part of it um main focus here arsenal are in massive debts. They have a lot of money issues, and that's why they seem to be more financially driven than tradition or fan base driven. Um, it came out this year in certain articles that Arsenal in 2019 to 2020 lost an estimated 47.8 million pounds, um, which they uh, they allegedly proposed that 35.8 million was simply due to COVID, and are predicted at a 158 million pound loss um, in the short like in the next five years. They also have a current $120 million pound loan with the Bank of England. So a lot of these teams are flying under the woodwind in serious debt crisis, um, some more than others, Barcelona and uh, Arsenal being the bigger names that I found. And that seems to be something that people aren't really keeping in mind. The Super, I'm, not, I'm not defending the Super League. I'm just trying to throw different conversations at it because the majority seems to be against it. So I just try to you know immediately try to grab to the other side of that. I mean, having a team being a super league is a lot better than not having a team exist at all. You understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, not that it would go to that point right away, but in time it could be a possibility. So have you guys heard that side of the argument? Is that something that intrigues you? Yeah, I actually did read that. And I actually did see that there are a lot of them are surprisingly in debt, which would definitely surprise me. And so honestly, dude, I'm like, not, I'm not super really against it as someone who doesn't live in Europe. I'm not as tied to like the story or whatever, but I can see why all the fans are mad. But from a business side, yes, it does seem like really smart because all of these big teams generate all the money and they're going to all generate even more money if they play each other. And they could they don't even have to play in England or whatever. They could go play games in Shanghai. They could go play games in New York City. They go play games in L.A. and they get a bunch of new fans and get even more money. 
Like another thing about all those fans, right? Which they kind of like don't realize, which I saw a couple articles on, is like these clubs have tons of fans outside of your country too, right? Like that kind of want to see your game. Like I can see it from both sides. Well, that's where the business side kind of comes in a little bit, right? Like if you're on a premier, you think about it, the Super League would be televised in the States. You know what I'm saying? Like ease, I feel like it would easily be televised here. Well, so, he, the English like, Premier League is as well, and it, it is, but at really weird times. I'm not saying it's not. You well, know that's what just I mean? because exactly. of when it's played. But I get what you're saying. That's true too, but you never know. I'm just saying it's a very interesting concept, Matt. I'm going to let you jump in on this, and then I have one more thing I want to throw at you. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, so it, it it will. I agree. It's going to be high level of play if if this does uh, come to be. I mean, and it's going to be televised, like you said. These are some prolific clubs and names that everyone's still going to tune into get high ratings it's mostly the, uh, these mid-level small and, and lower level tier teams that I, I do feel for especially their fan base and the people behind it but i mean these big big name teams they're still gonna uh, get all these uh players uh of the highest levels around the world and they're gonna team up and they're gonna play the highest level of soccer that there is and it's gonna be important now, just real quick to go along the other side of it for FIFA, like I understand why they want to ban these players from um, like the World Cup, because but it's also a catch twenty two for them because if they do ban them, these are the best players in the world that aren't going to be able to play for their country, making the World Cup, you know, it seem less significant when it's you know worldwide. It's the most and it's the biggest sport out there. And, and and not seeing the likes of a uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo's, the Lionel Messi's, the Neymar's, etc. Like that's the ratings are going to go down. I don't. FIFA doesn't want that because they're going to lose money. No, I don't disagree at all. Which is that you're right. It's a catch twenty two. It's a motive to try to keep them from not doing it, but at the same time, it would only hurt themselves because like the small countries have you know like Yamez Rodriguez, right? Is my one of my you know is a great example. Plays for I believe Colombia. Am I not mistaken? Yeah. Um, no, so yeah. no, they, they pride, like that's a massive pride of that country is Yamas Rodriguez and he plays for a big club or I don't know if he still does to be honest with you, but he did he plays for Everton now. Oh, okay. But that, yeah, I think Everton, well, was he did. he plays for Madrid. So, yeah. But even still, I think Everton was even in the conversation of moving over, I believe. Um, no. was it Tottenham and never, I thought it was Everton and Tottenham possibly, but it doesn't matter. Let's say it was that scenario. That's, that's their biggest star in that country. And he can't play because his employer decided to make a decision. It's just not. It's I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I'd be upset because I'm a Columbia soccer like national team fan. So uh, and I and I but I'd I just agree, I feel like that's a fair example. Like he is the main stake of that team. I know there's a few others, but you know what I'm saying that would hurt. So it I'm would, gonna leave yeah. you guys with this thought too. This is what another thing that fascinated me real quick on this, and it's just kind of a roundabout. But none of the German teams uh, of the Bundesliga agreed to join the Super League, and I wanted to know why. I was really fascinated on this topic. Um, did you guys have you guys ever heard of the fifty plus one rule in the Bundesliga? Uh, no, no. Okay, so I was really fascinated by this and why, like you know, if all these European teams and Spanish teams are, are in financial debt and considering a Super League to try to stay afloat, allegedly, why none of the German top teams, right? Like you know, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, some of the top competitors in the world, right? So I want to look into that. The Bundesliga bylaws, okay? So the German top Premier League soccer um group um has a bylaw called the 50 plus one rule every team in the bundesliga has to be a majority owned quote unquote by the fans uh, like a membership 
So there are no capitalist investors. There are no moguls that come in and buy and own these these German teams. Fun fact. There's been a couple exceptions. And one of the biggest um, exceptions to this 50 plus one ownership rule where the fans have the ultimate say is actually on two teams. One is Bayer, like the common um, pharmaceutical brand. Um, if you, the Bundesliga bylaws state that if you invest in a team for more than 20 years, you can uh, um, apply uh, to be a like capital investor for the team and make decisions for them. So Bayer Pharmaceuticals, the company actually bought the Bayer soccer team, not sure their name, and I apologize. And then the second one, pretty more, a com- little bit more common to knowledge is Wolfsburg. Um, FC Wolfsburg is actually uh, owned by Volkswagen and its employees um, from humble beginnings in 20 years plus of investing. So the reason that none of the German teams are actually re- really involved in this is because it seems to be a, by the fans, for the fans is the big argument on the Super League stuff. And the German fans have the ultimate say, and they say, no, we're not going to be involved. So that's why the German teams are out. I don't know if you guys knew that. So actually, that's not the only reason why the German team are out. Because the two German teams, right, and PSG from the France didn't join it, right? And that's kind of why the ESL wasn't as big. Here's why they didn't join it. Not even because the Champions League, right, you know, the format, how it is right now, it actually benefits them. Because think about it. Bort Russia, right, and Bayern Munich are the two clear best German teams. They win their division. They win it every, every year, time. and they make the Champions League every year. So right now, it actually benefits them, so they don't even really care. And then PSG always pretty much wins the French League, so they're always going to make the Champions League. So they kind of really don't care. See, when the six teams in the English Premier League, they have they have to fight for four spots or three spots to make the Champions League, and they have to fight among other teams too. So that's why Understood. they're more pushing. Same it. for Italy. I agree. The Italy's got level. a lot of high teams. I mean, Juvent- Juventus is the biggest. Torino, a couple other that are down there, don't they? Yeah, the Inter, Inter, right? Inter, yeah, Inter, 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 and AC Milan. Yeah, they're, they're, they only got so a couple I, spots, so they fight for that too. And I'll back Nick up on this. I think English soccer is one of the deepest leagues of, of sports. I think I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, you look at Leicester City was a fascinating story back in 2017, 2019. They won the title and they're, a, a, you know, a low budget, a low market team, honestly. So, I mean, it is fascinating on this. It's an insane topic. I, I, I know we may have bored some of the listeners on this, guys, but like looking back in a few years, when we look back on this, uh, this is something we have to talk about. It's prevalent to the times. It's fascinating. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. But really interesting discussion because the funny thing is the Super League is more Americanized and it seems like the, um, you know, most soccer world is just not about capitalism involved in the sport. And I can't, I can't blame them, but I feel like it drives success too. If you have a guy worth billions of dollars supporting your team, it's hard for them to go under. Honestly, dude, I think in the future, they're going to eventually get one of these uh, super leagues going. It's going to happen. I I agree. I think it'll come on the brinks though. Like I said, Arsenal struggling right now, projected to struggle more. These are big, you know, world powers. Arsenal is a massive soccer name and somebody's not going to let it fail. And if they have to go to one of these to prevent them from going under, then that's what they're going to do. So it's it's going to turn mediocre. Yeah. It's a fascinating conversation. They already are starting to become mediocre. Like you said, I've seen some prevalent teams that are considered broke that were like not even demoted. They like created bylaws in these leagues that kept them in because they're so relevant. I mean, imagine. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, the history, you don't want to lose history. Right. I mean, uh, imagine if any of the American teams would have like the Dallas Cowboys just go under and they're like, ah, get rid of them. 
Yeah, like it's crazy. And then you you know then you know you know Jerry Jones would be like, all right, let's start a different football league, and we'll we'll head in. Make sure, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. got to do to survive. So it's very very insane conversation, and I just thought it was definitely worth the discussion. So I appreciate that, guys. Um, before we get into songs of the week, round this thing out. Any final thoughts? Um, I just if anyone's, I just have real quick. If anyone's still struggling to understand why this is a big deal. Here's a good comparison I thought of for American sports. Imagine the NCAA tournament. You know how they have the NCAA tournament every year? Imagine if all the big blue blood teams like UCLA, Kansas, Duke, of all of them decided to make their own tournament instead that all of them made every year, regardless of how good good or bad they were. And basically no Cinderella teams would make it. And that's basically what what a comparison is. Yeah. Oh, to go off on that real quick. I know not to go fast. I did – or to go too long. But um, I did see like a quick thing on Instagram where they did like a little prediction of that. Um, they're like, oh, like if the NCAA um, did like a super team and it was, it was like Michigan State, Michigan, UCLA. They did put UConn in it. I was pretty happy to see that. I smiled. But, you know, Duke, UNC. They had like, they had like 10 teams. Yeah, and they so like projected like, oh, if that was for the use. But you're right. It was funny that um, because wouldn't you wouldn't you hate that as a fan? I would hate that. I love watching Cinderella teams. There'd be no more Cinderella. Good for them that they put them in there, but UConn would get slaughtered, and that would be sad. This too, and I'm going to build off of that, Matt, because that's perfect. And then I'll wrap this up for real. Um, Nick, what you said is genius, and that they had that in the in the in the uh, YouTube video as well, doing it for college football. Right, taking Alabama, Clemson, you know, Oregon, these big, the biggest teams, Ohio State, all of them, just like that. It's kind of like the playoff is right now with the same eight teams, Penn State, you know what I mean, and doing a playoff with them or making a division of college football with just big teams. Would you care about anybody else? Would you care about, the, you know, the Atlantic 12 or whatever? Like, you wouldn't care. You'd only watch the best league because those are the best players. You know what I mean? So it is fascinating. It is a very intriguing topic. We can come back around to that. Um, but we've had quite a long show here to get uh, today, guys, and I apologize. Um, let's jump into those songs of the week. Matt, what do you got? Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. So I had Man of the Year by Juice World. Man of the Year by Juice World. My man, Juice World. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Nick, what do you got? I had a Yacht Club by Lil Yachty. All right. And uh, guys, I'm bringing it back. Nick, I know you know this one. You love the old ones. The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Nice. I actually don't know that one, Fred. All right. Look it up. You'll know it. You just don't realize. Just like all your songs. I don't know Oh, guys, Nick is so uncultured. But, yeah, we'll get those polls out this week. Um, where We got the Meteor Shower, Fast and Furious Travel, North South Dakota. How about uh, – I want to know – I don't know if anybody will vote on it, but it's worth a shot. Do you support the um, – do you support the uh, Super League? Support. I bet it's going to be a lot of no's. Anyone, yes? We'll I don't know how many people are really into our in the soccer. I don't know what part, part of our fan base is. Um, yeah, but like you said, there's some business part of it. Maybe people – it's a, honestly, it. even the, if you're not interested in soccer, read up on the stories, watch the videos. It's just a very unique situation to find ourselves in um, with the with the backing that it's had. It's just fascinating. Just read up it's on it. It's a big it. story. Yeah, it's a big story now. So I'm sure most people at least read or heard about it. Some of them might make a decision it based was. on the little bit that they've heard. So yeah. we'll just put it in. I'll put Hell it in. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, we'll put it in the polls. We'll get it out for you guys. Uh, but that's been this week's episode of Full Circle. That's the deal. Uh, again, Songs of the Week, Yacht Club by Lil Yachty for Nick, Man of the Year, Juice World for Matt, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac for me. Guys, it's been lit. It's been full circle. We'll see you next Wednesday. Fred, can't wait for you to get your present. Oh, boy. Bye, circle people. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Be sure to check out our sponsors and follow us on Instagram at full.circlepodcast for polls and updates. Thank you.